All right. A couple of uh, announcements for you before we get to Pastor Dean, who has a word for us this morning. Uh, so first, uh, we have a, a meal prepared for you guys. So after the service, you're welcome to stay around, fellowship, have some food. Uh, it's prepared by uh, prepared and served by the, the youth of Ten Strike. So thank them as you go through. Um, second, uh, it says here, we've received notice that Artis Brooks passed away this week. Um, the family is asked to have a funeral service here at uh, TCC on Friday, August 16th at 2 o'clock. Um, visitation will be at Cease Funeral Home in Black Duck, um, August 15th, 5 to 7. Um, please keep this family in prayer, and also pray for that service since we know that um, God's presence can, can move in the hearts of people uh, at those times. Um, so, uh, we have a, a TCC mini, uh, mission trip to the Middle East. Um, the Sharons, the, the Cootleys are there, um, August 10th to the 21st. Uh, so let's also keep um, them surrounded in our prayer. I'm remembering them in the next couple of weeks here. Uh, and last year it says, uh, Light to the Nation School of Ministry is beginning uh, Wednesday, September 4th. Um, so you can call this church house uh, to talk to Pastor Dean if you are, have any interest in that and to get uh, any information. Uh, all right. So we don't uh, pass plates around for tithes here at Ten Strike, but we do have, of course, the, the boxes in the back uh, to place your tithes. Uh, so I think we'll just uh, say a prayer over our giving this morning, and then we'll get to the word. So Father, um, I thank you that um, in your word, um, you, gave, you told uh, the Apostle Paul um, that we are to run this race that you've set before us, to run with our eyes fixed upon you. And I thank you that um, each and every one of us has a little bit of a different race to run. Some of us have a slower, a slower race, and some of us have a faster race. And some of us have obstacles in our way that maybe are, are easier than others. And maybe some of us have obstacles that we can see in the distance that maybe seem a little bit um, insurmountable. But I thank you that in all cases, in all races, um, the object is the same. That when we keep our eyes fixed on you, the solution comes to be the same, that your glory is served. So I ask this week that as we are running, that we remember not to grab at all the things around us, not to be so concerned about even what's right below our feet, but be concerned about who you are, Jesus, to be becoming like you, our eyes fixed on you, Jesus, that we remember that phrase. Um, so as we give this morning, we remember that what we're doing isn't just giving money into the, the bank, but we are showing faith that we are becoming more like you, showing faith that we trust the person we have our eyes fixed upon this morning. In your name, amen. Amen. So, Phyllis is going to be helping with the, organizing the funeral lunch, and so talk to her if you'd like to have a part with that. Amen. Raise your hand, fellas. Everybody knows who you are. <laughs> Praise God. So this morning I woke up and there were some issues going on. And I called Mark and he came over and helped me, Mark Van Tassel. So I don't think he made it today. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I got here late, but people were here and we got going. Amen. So Father, we thank you for your word today. We open wide our hearts. Just invite the Holy Spirit, to speak to your spirit today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. So I've been talking about Christ in you, the hope of glory. I started that a few weeks ago. And uh, just how God prepared a home for himself. And the home that he has in your heart is worthy of him. You have been made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. You have been made perfect forever. And that righteousness is a continual righteousness. We have a perfect standing before a perfect God through the perfect blood of Jesus. Amen. Isn't that a marvelous thing? And so when Jesus comes into our heart, when he welcomes the Father, comes in with him, and he makes his home with us never to leave. Amen. That's his purpose. Hallelujah. And so our job is to walk with him, to walk in the spirit, to stay connected with him. Amen. But I want to go on to some other things here that God, that Jesus is doing within us. If he comes and he dwells in us, there's some really very dynamic things that happen in our experience. Amen. Hallelujah. Do I need to do something here? Okay. <laughs> I just hear kind of a feedback or something. So let's go to Colossians 1 today again. And I'm going to have you read a couple of these scriptures with me. And when I was in a Presbyterian church, we used to do uh, responsive reading, congregational readings. And so today I want, here and there, I'll ask you to join with me in reading these out loud. Colossians 1 and verse 26. That is the mystery which has been hidden from ages past and generations, but has now been manifested to his saints, to whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let's just read that last phrase again, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the power of the new covenant. That is the glory of Christianity. That's the object of our worship. We worship the Father. We worship Jesus. But he comes and he dwells within our heart. Powerful, mighty, glorious. And so today I want to just take a moment and focus on the hope of glory. When Jesus comes into our life, there's an abiding and eternal, con constant witness of hope. It's natural. He's radiating that from within us. We have hope. That's a good word, isn't it? Hope. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, but now faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. And so there are three marvelous aspects of the church life that we have. We have faith, we have hope, we have love. Amen. In verse 12, I believe this is the Message Bible, we don't see 
things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist, but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then, see it all as clearly as God sees us, knowing him directly just as he knows us. Amazing. But for right now, until the completeness, we have three things to do to lead us toward that consummation. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, love extravagantly. And the best of these three is love. Hallelujah. God puts an unwavering hope within us. The world attacks, circumstances come against us, but the life of God within us puts an unquenchable hope. And so one of the, the first thing he talks about here is faith. And I just have something written down here. Faith is faith. And all faith works by the same principles, but in different aspects of the kingdom, it has unique expression. Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith, comes into our experience through hearing the words of Jesus. And so Jesus speaks and faith is born. We hear his word and faith is born within us. And we take that step and we confess him as Lord. He comes in and transforms our life. Amen. And so that's, that's the first thing is saving faith. It works inside the heart of those that are not in connection with God, outside of the kingdom life. What a miracle that the Holy Spirit can come and he speaks to us when we're not even in a born-again condition, and he causes faith to come into that heart, into that person, and he draws us to the Lordship of Jesus. Isn't that a marvelous miracle? Hallelujah. And when we respond to that moving of the Spirit within us, as he makes the Word of God alive to us, A miracle takes place and we are transformed. We are born anew, we are born again. And so this is saving faith. It works in, in the hearts of people who have never had contact with God. Miracle faith. The greatest miracle is the transformation of a heart, of a life. Amen. And then as we go on, we, we find that we have believing faith as Christians. And so this operates in the spirits of the born again to lay hold of the promises of God. Every promise is yes and amen to us in Christ. That's to us in Christ. When we're in Christ, all the promises are yes to us. And that belongs to those who have made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. And so we see that there's different movings of faith. There's different ways that it applies in the New Testament church. There's saving faith, there's believing faith, 
Then we have serving faith. This is very personal. God comes and gives you a personal call. He gives you a personal commission. And when you hear his voice coming to you individually, and that doesn't mean that we hear an audible voice, but it comes by the Spirit of God. It, it just a desire. It's a passion. It's, you know, it, it can come in different ways that God can put that within us, but he speaks to us, and, he, and that's our call to serve in the body. Use whatever gift that you have received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in his various forms. That's serving faith, and it's very unique because it comes into your heart differently than it would come into my heart. God anoints you in very creative ways to walk out your call. And, that's, and we're, we're, we are commissioned to be faithful to what Jesus has called us to do, who he's called us to be. Isn't that great that he has that kind of personal care for us? But there's a faith that comes into us, is with us all the way through. Just all the way through. I started preaching in 1975, I think. And I've been just going ever since. <laughs> I don't, you know, not everybody has that call, but it came to me. And I didn't really think about it. I just started doing it. You know, I didn't plan it out. It just happened. And I was preaching nine times a week in five or six different communities every week. And it was just, it didn't seem abnormal. It seemed like the natural thing to do. Amen. Somebody said Amen. You know, some of you are called to be givers and you just give, 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 give and it's, you don't have to even think about it hardly. It's just coming up out of your spirit. That's a gift, that's a calling in the body of Christ. Showing mercy is a calling in the body of Christ. You have faith to show mercy and God gives you tremendous creative ways to express mercy to those that are in need. Amen. Whatever your call is, Give yourself to it. Allow it to be refined in your life. Allow it to grow and to mature and to learn the ways of the Spirit as he moves you. And that's one of the things in the school of ministry you want to be focusing on and, and pursuing is how to refine, how to find and refine our gifts of, uh, uh, that God has called us to walk in so that together as we serve, we're going as a body from glory to glory. Don't you just desire to step into more and more of the glory of God together? This is an unending pursuit. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. What was the, what did that, Phyllis, what did that say for hallelujah? What was the? Oh, what was it? Hosanna. Hosanna means save now. I like that. <laughs> Glory. And then another kind of faith that comes is the gift of faith. All these things operate with the same kind of life flowing within us. But they're, they're operating in different fields and different ways within us. And then the point I want to look at here is the gift of faith. And so you're just you're praying with somebody or you're ministering, and all of a sudden God drops faith into your heart. Tremendous confidence, great boldness. And when you speak, you absolutely know 
that what you're praying, what you're declaring over a person will come about. Ralph Riggs in his book, The Spirit Himself, gave this quote, quote, close contact with God, receiving his instructions, and letting him exercise his faith through us constitute having the gift of faith. While we're in that place with him, we're surrendering to him, we're abandoned to him, and he comes and he can exercise his faith through us. It's far beyond our own ability, far beyond our own faith. It is a gift of faith. Lord, let that happen among us more and more. And so we see that faith always and works by the same principles. Jesus speaks, Jesus calls, the head of the church moves, faith comes into our heart, is the author and perfecter of our faith, but yet they have different function, different ways of functioning in the church. And in the same way, hope is hope, but it can have various operations in our experiences. So let's examine just for a few minutes hope. We often think as hope as being the focal point of faith. So God speaks to our heart and we have faith. But before that, there's a hope that is burst within us. A hope, a living hope that comes from the very heart of God. And then our faith steps out and acts upon what God has said and faith is released. And so faith and hope are combined together in moving ahead with the Lord. And sometimes we just relegate hope as to insignificant, but it isn't. It's powerful. Hebrews 11, 1. Let's read this together. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Wow, this is where many things begin in our life. It just grows and grows and grows, and at the right time, we step out in faith upon the hope that God has placed within us. It doesn't always come immediately. It can be growing and growing and growing within us. And at the right time, we can step into that. The Spirit will lead us into that. Amen. Jesus said in Mark 11, 23 and 24, the verse that we know quite well. Well, let's read this together also. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Hallelujah. Let's read that last phrase. It will be granted him. 24, therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted you. And so hope is mingled with faith until the appearing of what we are asking for, what we are speaking. There's, there's an ongoing support and an inspiration of hope that undergirds our faith, even though it's, it waits a while. Amen. Hope is living. It's powerful. It's dynamic. But there's another aspect of hope, hope that I want to see today. In 1 Peter 1, 3.
I, I love this verse. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We are born into a living hope. It's alive all the time within us. It's the natural result of Jesus Christ dwelling within our heart. Another translation, all praise to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation. See, that's such a, that's a part of hope, great expectation. We're expecting to encounter God. We're expecting to grow in him. We're expecting to hear his voice. We're expecting to know him more clearly and more deeply. Every day we wake up with an expectation. Today, God is going to visit with me. He's going to reveal himself. The spirit of wisdom and revelation is coming that I might know him better. Isn't it great to live with expectation? Isn't it great to live with expectation? I believe it was the uh, preacher's homiletical, homiletical uh, commentary gave this comment on this verse. One important aspect of that new life is hope. The hope is ever-deepening fellowship with God now and everlasting life with God in heaven. That hope is living. It is pervaded with life, carrying with it an undying power, the certainty of fulfillment, and making the heart joyful and happy. It has life in itself and gives life. and has life as its object. Wow, just life, 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 life. Don't you love that? It's, a, it's not only a hope for eternity. I have hope that I will live forever with God, but it's an ever-deepening fellowship with God. I have a hope of an ever-deepening fellowship with God. That keeps life so full of wonder and mystery. I'm drawing near to him. God is limitless. There's times I've, you know, there's certain scriptures I've preached on many, many, many times, and it's so amazing. Once again, I'll read it, and it'll all of a sudden, it'll be a whole new vista of understanding. It goes on and on and on forever. Amen. You ever been in reading the word, fellowship with God, and God drops something into your heart, and you're just filled with the glory of the Lord, and you think, how can it get any better than this? I mean, that's got to be the ultimate. That's got to be the, you know, the pinnacle. The next week you're reading, and all said, oh, wow. <laughs> this has got to be the greatest thing ever. That's the life. We have a hope that as we go on until we see him face to face, we're going to go deeper and deeper and deeper into understanding of who he is. Amen. It is living. It is pervaded with life. And it's great to know that as we see him, as he takes us into these moments of personal revelation, we are transformed into that very image that we are beholding from glory to glory to glory.
The secret of Christian growth is meeting with Jesus, fellowship with Jesus. We can stuff all we want into our head, but when we meet him heart to heart, transformed, new life, glorious. So every day we have the ex expectation of encountering God in new and living ways. He takes us from glory to glory. Amen. Amen. Don't we have a wonderful father? Don't we have a faithful high priest? Jesus said, I will ask the father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. He is, the Holy Spirit is with you forever to unlock the mysteries of heaven. We're talking about mysteries, not talking about some new thing that you know, new doctrine, or that's not it. We look into the death of Jesus Christ and it's unlocked more and more. The depth of it is unlocked and we stand and we wonder at how much love was expressed there. And the Bible says that from ages to age, from age to age, as we get into eternity, he will continue to show to us his love expressed in Jesus Christ. Eternity will never wear it out. We don't need anything else. We don't need anything else to tantalize our mind. All we need is to know Jesus and the love of the Father that sent him. This is spiritual maturity. This is spiritual depth. Amen. He never takes a break. He's always with us. He does not hide his glory to make us seek him more intently. We're not walking with God and all of a sudden he plays hide and seek with us so we have to go searching for him. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? The Holy Spirit is given to us that he will be with us forever. Hallelujah. Jesus on the cross for the first time in all eternity experienced separation from the bright glory of the Father. He had never known a moment that his spirit was apart from that union. In all eternity, there was never a moment where the word that became flesh and dwelt among us, and we called him Jesus. But that reality, we had never known one moment of separation from the Father's heart. And he, hanging on the cross, Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? For the first time in all of, of history, eternal history, he knew what it was to be separated from the Father. He did that for us. He separated from the Father that we might be brought into union with the Father. He experienced this so that we would never have to. This is an ever-present, living, eternal hope. I have found that through the years when lovers of God experience a disconnect with the witness of their sonship, that it is the work of a lying spirit. When the spirit is dealt with discouragement and hopelessness flee, and the awareness of the glory of God comes back into strength into the heart. 
The devil is a liar. Let's say it. The devil is a liar. He comes and tries to steal your awareness of God. He can't rob the presence of God, but he tries to steal your awareness of God. And in Jesus' name, we cast him down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is our continual state before God, abounding in hope. This life, 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 hope. This great expectation, hope. Oh, I'm going to know you more clearly today. Paul was in prison. He had been beaten and he was there unjustly for preaching the gospel. And in the middle of the night, they were singing songs. Their spirits were abounding in hope because the living Savior was dwelling within them. Your circumstances can never rob you of this life of God. Your circumstances can never rob you of this life of God. I like what the Amplified says here, abounding and be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. Are you bubbly today? <laughs> Amen. No matter what we face in life, how overwhelmed we may feel, Jesus in us gives us life-sustaining hope, a living hope that assures us that we are in constant fellowship with an unchanging love of the Father. Amen. Let me just read a couple more verses this morning. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Let's read this together. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Wow. That is the hope that burns within us. I'm going to just keep on doing what God has commissioned me to do. And I know it's not in vain. Any snapshot, there may be discouragement, there may be things that don't look so good. But I know what God has called me to, what he's called us to, will bear fruit and it will be for eternity. This living hope with, within us keeps us on track in our service. We draw near to God. We worship him. We surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We maintain that position and hope springs eternal within us. That's just a part of who he is. That's part of what is happening within the inner man. But listen to what Paul said in Philippians 2.12. This is, the, I believe, the Message Bible. What I'm getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you, you've done from the beginning. When I was living among you, you lived in res responsive obedience. Now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation. Reverent and sensitive before God. 
And listen to how this puts us, verse 13. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you. God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. What an amazing thought. God is working with his energy, his all-powerful energy is working within us. And he's working what will give him the most pleasure. So what comes from me is going to stand the test of eternal judgment. It will bring praise and honor and glory to God. Not because of anything who I am or who we are in ourselves, but because it is a perfect God through the perfect blood is expressing himself through me. And somehow the Holy Spirit takes that work and builds the character of Jesus in the lives of others. That, that energy is God's energy and energy deep within you, God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. Let's thank him for that. You're working in me, Lord, what is pleasing to you. I stand in awe, Lord, that you have chosen me to stand in that place with you. I humbly, reverently surrender to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Let's just take a moment before the Lord. Hallelujah. If, if there's things that you know that are in your life that are hindering you from staying in step with that spirit, if there's things that you've bound yourself to where your heart testifies to you that this isn't the right path for abundant life and freedom, Today is a day. Say, Lord, thank you for your great mercy. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your call. I choose you. I choose your way. I choose your way. Help me to take that step and to do whatever I need to do to stay on that path, Lord. But I choose you today. Come. Fill my life with your goodness in Jesus' name. And everybody said Amen. Let's enjoy a meal together today. We have prayer available at the front here, so there's prayer available everywhere. <laughs> but if you have a need, just come and we'll pray with you. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you today.